All right, this is a word that Lisa gave, and uh, um, it's very, very powerful. Um, and so I'm just going to start with it, give you the word, and then the Lord woke me up and had me then give some scriptures along with the word to help you understand the season that we are in. It's a very powerful word. It re the Lord, uh, it demanded that I give you scriptures to understand the pattern, patterns of God. There are a lot of people that they're giving words out here today, but they're not giving you the pattern of God, so people reject the word. But when you see that the Lord gives a word and you understand the pattern in which he does things, then you'll be more susceptible to receiving the words. I got me. So, so this is the word that the Lord gave prophetess Lisa. Think, in some strange type of way, I feel, I'm not saying I'm correct, I feel as though the word is so strong that the Lord is using the authority that he's given me and the authority that is in the word to create some type of force field around his word. Can't explain it. You can't understand this stuff all the time. So anyway, um, Lisa said she was awakened at 5 a.m. in the morning. I'm sorry, this is my last disclaimer. And normally I would not take somebody else's word and preach it for them. You know what I say? I'm the one that got it. Let me tell it. You know, what is a testimony song? Okay. But I felt strongly that I was supposed to do this, this way. So I don't normally take other folks' stuff, you know. <laughs> so that's why I sent it to her first to make sure it was. So this is, she said, I was awakened at 5 a.m. in the morning to the song by Mother Goose. She said God was singing the song. Holy Spirit was singing the song. Humpty Dumpty sat on a wall. Humpty Dumpty had a great fall. All the king's horses and all the king's men couldn't put Humpty together again. How many of you are familiar with that? Now what's amazing though is, is how things get watered down over time. You know, how Jesus dying on the cross around Christmas time turned into an overweight man in a red suit flying around the planet with enough gifts for every household on one sleigh with some reindeer that automatically know where to go and they got built in GPS and one got a red nose is beyond me. That's how they water down stupid stuff. How the resurrection of Jesus Christ on the cross turned into a bunny rabbit that lays multicolored eggs and hiding and you got to go find them. So in the same way, with this Humpty Dumpty song, or poem, story, whatever you call it, uh, it's the same thing. And I put up a few graphics so that you could follow me carefully. Okay? Graphic number one. According to a number of military historians, Humpty Dumpty was not an egg. Humpty Dumpty was the name of a cannon used by the royalists during the English Civil War. You know how men in war will nickname their plane, nickname their car, nickname their gun? Well, there was a huge cannon that they used in war, and they nicknamed it Humpty Dumpty. Verse, or verse, graphic two. The conflict raged from 1642 to 1649, and in June of 1648, the cannon named Humpty Dumpty was stationed on the walls of Colchester. It was one of several cannons erected to try and keep Parliament's army from taking the city. Next graphic says, the next month, however, parliamentary forces heavily damaged the walls beneath Humpty Dumpty with their own artillery. So you can guess where this is going. Humpty Dumpty had a great fall and broke into pieces. 
It's a cannon, not an egg. Graphic four. That particular military group had three names. They were called the Royalists or the Cavaliers, or they were affectionately called the King's Men. So we move to graphic five. Today we use machines, but back then they used horses for strength, which is where we get the term horsepower with cars. The group attempted to raise the cannon called Humpty Dumpty onto another part of the wall, but the cannon was so, so heavy and broken that all the king's horses and all the king's men couldn't put Humpty back together again. And so the result is they lost the battle. Y'all got that? Okay. So the Lord used the accuracy of that story to speak to Lisa. Okay. So I will then move to the word that he gave her. I quote, our faith is under attack, but God is setting a place of abundance in the presence of our enemies. For they think they will destroy America, but our Lord will set a table that no one can deny. The time will not be long, but is needed to expose everything. There are those in Lionheart Church and in the body of Christ who have said that what we are have said, what are we going to do now? The prophets are wrong. It's because they are in fear, says the Lord. When they are in church, they say they believe, but when they are outside of church, the real conversation in their heart is revealed. Some have shifted their gear to neutral, but there will be no neutral place. Those who are on the Lord's side, he promises to lift up his glory of fire in them, but those who are not will go down with the enemy ship. Now, I'm getting ready to say some very strong things, so don't judge me and check out before you hear the full story. So tell my people to repent and get back on the Lord's side and trust God and no victory has arisen. The new leader and the left have placed themselves in office, not me. Everything they have done is like their master, the devil. They steal, kill, and destroy. They stole the election. They have killed the identity of the people. And now with their laws, they want to destroy America. This leader, in one day, talking about the new one, has changed laws for more perversion and wickedness to run rapid. That is absolutely true. Okay. On the, the inauguration was hardly over. He walks right over to the office. One of the first things on there, okay, uh, we're going to reverse this bathroom law that Trump took away, and we're going to allow men to go into women's bathroom again. Uh, one of the things on the list is we're going to reverse this thing that the previous king did where he banned abortions and banned companies around the world from getting money. So we're going to release that all around the world. Everybody can do abortions again, and America will pay you for it. That's the stuff he was signing in the office. Stop the wall. 450, more, 450 miles of wall in three years. What they didn't tell you is that the crime shot down over 70%. And drug dealers stopped coming in. And terrorists were coming in through that. All that shit got shut down. What did it do? Re-up it. Stop that wall immediately. Sign all of the deals back with China. Sign all the deals back with everything. It's deep. And on the first day. Let me go back to this. He has changed the laws for more perversion and wickedness. As she said, let me go back and read it. And one day has changed laws for more perversion and wickedness to run rampant. She said, but then God took a moment and started laughing. 
Now, you need to read in the Bible how many times God says he laughed at the wicked when he saw their plans. He said, but I see all their weaknesses and lies. They think I am silent because they cannot detect my movements. But I have captured them all in my trap. Confusion is already brewing in the enemy's camp, and I will reveal it to everyone openly. And that is absolutely true. They are, ooh, you're talking about some confusion. Woo. The foundation of the wicked will never stand in America because America belongs to me. Tell my children I will bring justice because I am a faithful and righteous God. Tell them not to side with evil and celebrate them or accept this leader because I did not. When you pray for them, pray Psalm 94. We'll read that at the end. No weapon formed against America will prosper temporarily. Now, she didn't put that in there. I added, okay? We'll get over to that later. When God gives a word, sometimes it's a word for eternity, other times it's a word for a season. My people are stuck on particular dates or a date, but not me, for I am the God of great shows and events. I do not go by man's calendar. Tell my people there are two presidents, one Satan put in office and one who was kicked out. The one who was kicked out is truly my king of the republic and will be king of the republic. No one can stop it. What I am doing, no one has seen before because it is unknown. So stop trying to figure me out. Like the nursery rhyme, Humpty Dumpty, they think their wall is massive and strong, but I will show them how frail they are. I will not use a cannon. I will softly blow their demonic walls to ashes, and they will fall hard into little pieces never to get up again. I am the God that defeats all who oppose me. So stand with me, my children, and see the salvation of the Lord. Pharaoh and his army thought they had my children in their hand, but I swallowed them whole at my anointed time. When everyone saw that Lazarus was dead because they thought Jesus was too late, Jesus called him forth at my anointed time. They beat my son Jesus and hung him on the cross thinking they had the victory, but Jesus went to hell and got the keys of life, rose from the dead at my anointed time. So shall it be with the wicked left side and those on the right side who decided to join the wicked left side. It'll be a sad, it will be sad days ahead for you. He's talking to the wicked. One of these days I'm going to preach about, there are a lot of verses in the Bible that you read, and, but it's a funeral song. If you read the top, you just went past it. God would tell the prophet, write this funeral song for this individual. Write this funeral song for this individual. Do y'all remember the scripture where it says, where, where Satan said, I'm going to exalt my throne up to the size of the north. I'm going to be like God. When you go back and read that, the first verse says to the prophet, write this funeral song for Satan. I'm going to go back and read that again. So shall it be with the wicked left side, those on the right side, who decide to join the wicked left side. Be sad days ahead of you. For my timing is anointed. I'm never early and I'm never late. Therefore, away with fear and doom and gloom talk. You should sing songs of victory. You should not give more power to the devil and what he is doing instead of me, God Almighty, and my living word. And then the last word is Selah, which means 
pause and think about what I said for a while as you eat some spaghetti and drink your favorite coffee. Now, I'm going to be totally honest with you. When she told me she wanted to share that, I got very nervous. And I don't normally get nervous like that. But <laughs> I was like, you know, because I'm like, okay, well, all right, let me think about this for a moment. I really, I'm, I'm being honest with you. Y'all can understand. I had to get myself together. I really did. I was like, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. It's already too much folk out here talking, all this yin-yang about what's going to happen and this and that. And, and I had to I actually had to sit down. And, and I don't even pray when I, I just sit down and I just think. And while I'm thinking, I'm judging myself if I'm right or wrong. Okay. Is she on it or did she miss it? Is she on it and, and you're supposed to do it a particular way? Or is she on it and you scared? And so as I just sat there, and I just sat there, and I just sat in there, and so I called Lisa. I said, okay, we're going to do it. But I'm going to read it. And I'm going to turn off the cameras at the end. <laughs> and, and we're not even going to put it up on the audio. We just, this is going to be in-house with the congregation members that are here. Because I was getting scared. I'm a very bold man. I don't mean I'm going to get scared from time to time. You know what I'm saying? Some of the greatest men in the Bible. Why do you think God would say, hey, be courageous. Stop being a punk. I know it's only 30 of y'all and there's 300,000 of them. Stop being a punk. Hey, man, that's easy for you to say all-powerful one up in the sky and all of that type of stuff. <laughs> Peter walking on the water and Jesus walked up to him. Why did you doubt? Man, that's easy for you to say. I'm walking on the water in the midst of a storm. Now, I understand that you walk for four miles. Can I just get a break? This is my first time. And as they said in the Matrix, everybody falls the first time. They have a whole lot more confidence in you than you have in yourself. So as I was nervous in the service at my house, <laughs> the Lord then wakes me up. I'm going to help you out, son. In your lack of courage moment and your filthiness. He said, it is a strong word. True and righteous altogether. He said, simply show the people the pattern that already exists in scripture. Ecclesiastes 1, 9 through 11. History merely repeats itself. <laughs> it has all been done before. Nothing under the sun is truly new. Sometimes people say here's something new, but actually it's old. Nothing is ever truly new. We don't remember what happened in the past, and in future generations, no one will remember what happened today. So what you see going on right now, God said, that ain't nothing new. Y'all falling off the wagon. You're just not as old as I am to know that it happened before. So I'm just going to feed for This is not even close. When you read Samuel, Chronicles, and Kings, it is amazing how just chapter after chapter after chapter, God says, this king came to power and acted a complete fool. And these are the things that happened to him, his family, or the nation because he acted a fool. Then it said, and after him, this king came to power, and he was right. So we're going to just look at about seven of those. Not the whole story, just the beginning. To help you understand some things. 1 Kings 15, 1 through 5. Abiam 
began to rule over Judah in the 18th year of Jeroboam's reign in Israel. Brighten up my iPad here. There we go. He reigned in Jerusalem three years. His mother was Mecca, the granddaughter of Absalom. He committed the same sins as his father before him. Now, you're reading this, and God is telling us this for a reason. He committed the same sins as his father before him, and he was not faithful to the Lord his God and his ancestor, as his ancestor David had been. But for David's sake, the Lord his God allowed his descendants to continue ruling, shining like a lamp. And he gave Abiam a son to rule after him in Jerusalem. For David had done what was pleasing in the Lord's sight and had obeyed the Lord's command throughout his life, except when he had the affair with Uriah the Hittite's wife. So here it says, this king came to power, he was wicked. But the Bible says, I didn't judge him, I let him shine like he was righteous. I honored his rule because of the previous guy that went before him. See, I'm trying to get you to understand you don't never know what God is doing. You just think you do because you watch CNN and Fox News and all them other crazy people all day long. Them fools don't know nothing. They're not even journalists. They don't know nothing. They sit in front of a camera and look at the earpiece. They're being told what to say. You know they're going to come for me one day. I'm going to call everybody, turn on CNN. I'm about to put on a show for the whole planet. Think about that. So watch this. So a king is in power, but his rule is wonderful. And what he touches turn into gold. So you assume that he's righteous, but he's actually wicked. God is honoring him because of the previous guy that came before him. Let's look at the guy that came behind him. First Kings 15, 9. Asa began to rule over Judah in the 20th year of Jeroboam's reign in Israel. He reigned in Jerusalem 41 years. His grandmother was Micah, the granddaughter of Absalom. Asa did what was pleasing in the Lord's sight, as his ancestor David had done. He banished the male and female shrine prostitutes because it was sexual perversion going on. He banished them from the land and got rid of all of the idols his ancestors had made. He even fired his grandmama from her position as queen mother because she had made an obscene Asherah pole. He cut down her obscene pole and burned it in the Kidron Valley. Although the pagan shrines were not removed, Asa's heart removed, remained completely faithful to the Lord throughout his life. When it says, although the pagan shrines were not removed, what he's saying is, he didn't get rid of everything wicked, but he was trying. And Asherah pole was like this statue they carved out of a tree and it was very perverted. And, they were, and not only was it a perverted statue carved out of a tree, they would then worship it. And they would also sometimes, they, they got over into sacrificing their children who had already been born to these things. So whatever you see in scripture, God was killing folk because they were worshiping Baal and the Asherah poles and, 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 and Molech. It was over this child sacrifice stuff and sexual perversion. It was always over the child sacrifice, sexual perversion, and sin. Same thing that you see going on right now. Why would you be in a rush for a man to go into a woman's bathroom? Explain that to me. And then call it equal rights. No, you got a right to go to the bathroom where all of the other men who have penises go. 
I know that's rude, but hey, it's not that rude to teach you that in biology. I didn't say nothing crazy. A kid can understand this. First Kings 15, 25. Nadab, son of Jeroboam, began to rule over Israel in the second year of King Asa's reign. Yeah, it's funny, so you can almost look at this like, you know, we got a Democratic leader, now we got a Republican leader, now we got an independent, now we got a Democrat again. Then we got a Democrat after him, then we have a Democrat after him, now the Republicans again. You see all of this going back and forth. So he came in the second year of King Asa's rule in Judah. He reigned in Israel two years. But he did what was evil in the Lord's sight and followed the example of his father, continuing the sins that Jeroboam had led Israel to commit. See that part? When he committed the sin, something came on the whole nation. So when a leader starts canceling abortion, blessings come upon the nation. But when a man gets in office and says, oh, we're giving Planned Parenthood their money back and we're going to fund companies around the world who do promotions, abortions, then something comes upon the nation. Because the leader will cause others to sin. Then Basha, son of Ahiah, from the tribe of Issachar, plotted against Nadab and assassinated him while he and the Israelite army were laying siege to the Philistine town of Gabethan. Basha killed Nadab in the third year of King Asa's reign in Judah, and he became the next king. So this guy was wicked, but he got assassinated. He immediately slaughtered all the descendants of King Jeroboam so that not one of the royal family was left, just as the Lord had promised concerning Jeroboam by the prophet Ahiah from Shiloh. This was done because Jeroboam had provoked the anger of the Lord the God of Israel, by the sins he had committed and the sins he led Israel to commit. So this dude that became a future king, he died because of what was prophesied from the past. And it was prophesied from the past because of what another God did in the area of wickedness. So what a previous king did two, three generations back fell upon that dude, and that's why he got assassinated. And then the dude that killed him came into office. Now you understand what I mean by men don't have the ability to trace stuff. First Kings 15. Baasha. First Kings 15:33. Baasha, son of Ahiah, began to rule over Israel in the third year of King Asa's reign in Judah. Baasha reigned in Terza 24 years, but he did what was evil in the Lord's sight, followed the example of Jeroboam, continuing the sins that Jeroboam had led Israel to commit. You keep seeing that. The leader caused the people to commit these sins. There are a lot of things, you don't have to like it, but there are just some things that went silent for the last four years in the area of wickedness. Didn't even pop their head above the creek to see what was going on like Groundhog Day. Now all of a sudden it says, I think we're free to come back out now. And why the church is joining it. Let me tell you something, I have no apology saying this. You are stuck on stupid at the level of hell if you think God is for abortion. And any pastor who supports abortion, your only reason, there's only one reason why a pastor would support abortion. He's not a pastor. It's because you call yourself doesn't mean anything. People go, oh, no, man, please. The Bible says by your fruits you know them. In fact, you begging, having three or four different offerings and can't get nobody to come, half clothes, dry sermons, the only folk that are there because they're scared to leave, you're not a pastor. 
you are shamandovai, she shamandai. I know what was getting ready to come out of my mouth. Sound like a cuss word almost, didn't it? All of this foolishness going on, and the folk God trying to use, they hurting. Want to get close to God. Can't find nobody to teach them nothing. Because you're trying to build a kingdom for yourself instead of building his kingdom. See, you, know, you, you want to know why I, I did this, even though I was afraid? Because I'm not built. See, if it was my kingdom, I would have just told her to be quiet. But it's the Lord's kingdom. So I had to say, Lord, I'm scared with what you shared her. Am I supposed to share this? Yeah, fool, you the one that's scared. First Kings 15, 33, I read that. First Kings 16, 1 through 4. We're almost done. This message from the Lord was delivered to King Basha by the prophet Jehu. Y'all don't know who Jehu is. Jehu is the sword master, son of Hanani. I lifted you out of the dust to make you ruler of my people Israel, but you have followed the evil example of Jeroboam. You have provoked my anger by causing my people to sin. So now I'll destroy you and your family. Just as I destroyed the descendants of Jeroboam, son of Nebat. The members of Basha's family who die in the city will be eaten by dogs, and those who die in the field will be eaten by vultures. This is the Lord. Threatening kings. I'm trying to help you understand that the word that the Lord gave her is a very strong word. He's used to it. We're not. And he changes not. You understand what I'm saying? 1 Kings 16.8. Let's see his replacement. Elah, son of Baasha, began to rule over Israel in the 26th year of King Asa's reign in Judah. He reigned in the city of Terzah for two years. That's all how long he lasted. Then Zimri, who commanded half of the royal chariots, made plans to kill him. One of the things that you'll notice, have you noticed that back then they had the same drama in government that we do today? But it was worse back then. Folk was just dying. Today you just lose your job and get talked about on social media. Back then, everybody was just killing each other. There's nothing new under the sun. Then Zimri, who commanded half of the royal chariots, made plans to kill him. One day in Terza, Elah was getting drunk at the home of Arza, the supervisor of the palace. Zimri walked in and struck him down and killed him. This happened in the 27th year of King Asa's reign in Judah. Then Zimri became the next king. He killed the king and took up on his throne. And then Zimri immediately killed the entire royal family of Basha leaving him not even a single male child. He even destroyed distant relatives and friends. Zimri wasn't playing. He's like, ain't nobody taking my throne. So Zimri destroyed the dynasty of Baasha as the Lord had promised through the prophet Jehu. I want you to see something here. The wicked are acting the fool. And so God gives a man of God a prophecy. And the prophecy is, I'm going to use the wicked to keep on killing the wicked. And you see these men die and it says, well, he killed him because of what God prophesied. And because he said it, it had to come to pass. It might not come to pass for two or three generations. Oh, but it's going to come to pass. <laughs> this happened because of all of the sins Beasha and his son Elah had committed. Because of the sins they led Israel to commit, they provoked the anger of the Lord, the God of Israel, with their worthless idols. 1 Kings 16.15. Did I read that already? I didn't. Zimri began to rule over Israel in the 27th year of King Asa's reign in Judah. But his reign in Terza lasted only seven days. 
This dude couldn't even make it a week. <laughs> the army of Israel was then attacking the Philistine town of Gibbethon. And when they heard that Zimri had committed treason and had assassinated the king, that very day they chose Omri, commander of the army, as the new king of Israel. So Omri led the entire army of Israel up from Gibbethon to attack Terza, Israel's captain. When Zimri saw that the city had been taken, he went into the citadel of the palace and burned it down over himself and died in the flames. This fool committed suicide by, by setting the palace on fire and letting it fall on him. For he too had done what was evil. That's why it happened. Because he too had done what was evil in the Lord's sight. He followed the example of Jeroboam and all the sins he had committed and led Israel to commit. You all notice that there's a pattern here that all of the future men's sins keep being tied to one moment? Because it's a string. And he who breaks the string, the demonic will rise up to break him. First Kings 16, 21. But now the people of Israel were split into two factions. Listen to this. Now the people of Israel will split into two factions. That sound familiar to y'all? Half the people tried to make Tibri, son of Ginnath, their king. I couldn't believe I was reading this. Lord, wake me up at 1 o'clock in the morning. Half the people tried to make Tibri, son of Ginnath, their king, while the other half supported Omri, the wicked guy. But Omri's supporters defeated the supporters of Tibni. Mm. So Tibni was killed and Omri became the next king. Omri began to rule over Israel in the 31st year of King Asa's reign in Judah. He reigned 12 years in all, six of them in Terza. Then Omri brought the hill now known as Samaria from its owner, Shemer, for 150 pounds of silver. He built a city on it and called the city Samaria. And I'm sorry, let me slow down. He built a city on it and called the city Samaria in honor of Shemer. But Omri did what was evil in the Lord's sight even more than any of the kings before him. He followed the example of the original guy. <laughs> I'm preaching this morning, this evening, this afternoon, and good night. He followed the example of the original guy, son of Nebat, and all the sins he had committed and led Israel to commit. The people provoked the anger of the Lord, the God of Israel, with their worthless idols. Three more. Y'all still with me? I know it's 1124. I do not care. This is, hey, you know what? We are ambassadors, not churchgoers. We are ambassadors from a realm that exists, and we come together to meet to discuss the business affairs of heaven. So let's finish this. First Kings 16, 29. Ahab, uh-oh. See, when wicked is left unchecked, it just keep getting more and more wicked. See, the guy before Trump, it took him eight years to put in all that perversion. This guy started on day one. And for y'all to think I'm against Obama, that was never Obama's idea to do that. Obama was against homosexuality before he ran. Said it out of his own mouth. And when he switched it, he said his daughter's convinced it. That's a lie. The politicians behind the scene that never showed their faces. He had no intention on doing that. But Obama had no intention on lighting up the White House in rainbow colors. Obama had no intention of saying it's okay for me to put on a skirt and use the woman's bathroom. He had no intention on doing most of the stuff that he did. So don't be blaming him. Sometimes you don't even know who to blame. First Kings 16. Ahab, Ahab son... Let me just read. Ahab, some of Omri, 
begin to rule over Israel in the 30th year of King Asa's reign in Judah. He reigned in Samaria 22 years. But Ahab, son of Ari, did what was evil in the Lord's sight, even more than any of the kings before him. They just keep taking desire. And as though it were not enough to follow the sinful example of Jeroboam, he married Jezebel. <laughs> I mean, no, when the scripture talks like that, you have married somebody crazy. <laughs> he said if it wasn't enough for this man to act a fool like the devil's cousin, he married this wicked woman named Jezebel, the daughter of King Ethbel of the Sidonians, and he began to bow down and worship a Baal. She was a Baal worshiper. First, Ahab built a temple and an altar for Baal in Samaria. Then he set up an Asherah pole. He did more to provoke the anger of the Lord, the God of Israel, than any of the other kings of Israel before him. It was during his reign that Heal, a man from Bethel, rebuilt Jericho. When you see the word Jericho, this is how you read it. A man from Bethel that he used to rebuild the worldly system. Jericho in the Bible always represents the worldly system. Jerusalem always represents the heavenly system. Jerusalem always represents the excellent way, and Jericho always represents the demonic way. And this man was rebuilding Jericho, which represents the demonic way. And when he laid his foundations, mm, I'm going to see if you're going to pick this up. It cost him the life of his oldest son. That which has been is what shall always be. Now, if some of y'all don't know what we're laughing about and like, oh, about, just ask somebody what church service is over. Some of y'all know exactly what I'm talking about. That's why you have to talk in code. Because the heathens don't have no idea what I'm talking about. But y'all do. <laughs> I never saw this. Lord, waking me up. I enjoy my sleep. Yeah. <laughs> I was, and I'm just sitting, I mean, I'm looking at this and I kept putting a, I said, I can't believe you're showing this to me. Yeah, I got a whole lot more to show you. What verse am I in? He set up an Asherah pole. He did more to provoke the anger of the Lord, the God of Israel, than any other kings of Israel before him. It was during his reign that Heal, a man from Bethel, rebuilt the worldly wicked system that they're doing right now. And when he laid its foundations, see the foundation comes first. Foundation is what happens when you run for office. It cost him the life of his oldest son, Abiram. And when he completed it and set up its gates, it cost him the life of his youngest son. That's what's so dangerous about the Seagull. This all happened according to the message from the Lord concerning Jericho spoken by Joshua way back then. You can't see this if the Holy Ghost don't show this to you. Last one. It's a timeline. Look at what it moves to. Now Elijah in 1 Kings 17, 1. And in case you all did not know this, Moses represents the Old Testament saints 
who could not go into the promised land because the way had not been made yet through Jesus Christ. Most don't know that Elijah represents the church that got caught up to heaven alive and did not die. Now, there are going to be some of you that you might be a little bit newer. I am going to lose you just for a moment, but you didn't have enough for today. I didn't preach two sermons. Just be like we did at the other church. You know what? Everybody shout amen. I'm going to shout amen too. This sounds good. I don't know what y'all talking about, but I'm going to just shout amen because I'm new. That's all right. I was new too, and I'm still new. I'm going to be new for the rest of man. Now, Elijah, who was Tishbe and Gilead, told King Ahab, who's married to Jezebel, as surely as the Lord, the God of Israel is, the God I serve, there will be no dew or rain during the next few years until I give the word. Oh, that sounds interesting. Didn't somebody prophesy a famine coming? Then the Lord said to Elijah, go to the east and hide by Kirith Brook, near where it enters the Jordan River. Drink from the brook and eat what the ravens bring you, for I have commanded them to bring you food. Haven't been people talking about famine coming? Haven't people talking about get your stuff together because it's a little bit of short, just it's the timeline. So Elijah did as the Lord told him and camped beside Kirith Brook, east of the Jordan. The ravens brought him bread and meat each morning and evening, and he drank from the brook. But after a while, the brook dried up, for there was no rainfall anywhere in the land. And you know, I encourage you to read this later. The same man who prophesied the drought also prophesied when it was over. <laughs> he said, hey, man, um, this is supposed to come to him. He told his servant, it's supposed to, this famine is over. Is it raining yet? He said, no. He said, go back and check. He said, no. Then you go back seven times. He, and, and, and the seventh time, the guy said, wait a minute. He said, I saw something, but it was just a little cloud about the signs of the high man. And the prophet said, that's it. There's some folk, they ain't got to see the whole storm. They, is that a dot? Uh-oh. This is not a drill. I think this is it, y'all. So the prophet said, hurry, I'm going to tell that king, you better get back to the palace. He said, a storm is coming. And you go back and read that story. It said they had to run back to the kingdom. And it says the anointing came up on the prophet, and he outran the king's chariot while he was holding up his skirt. <laughs> see, y'all be reading the Bible, man, like some Catholic priest. And it's not against prayer for a priest. I'm just saying, y'all, you got to read the Bible for what it says. You got to, you know, y'all remember Looney Tunes? Y'all remember Looney Tunes and people be running, their feet moving real fast? Can you imagine out running a horse's chariot while you holding up your skirt? Gone. But see, that, that's a lesson in that, is that the ones who obey God are going to always be ahead of the... I think we're going to get to the top of this mountain a whole lot sooner than I thought, Francie. I think we're about to. And you go back and read the rest of the story. Read the rest of the story. It's a timeline. It's not a coincidence that all of that evil resulted in Elijah battling Jezebel. The church against Satan. And the church was outnumbered. One man against 900. He said, y'all go first, because y'all losers anyway. He said that they acted a fool, trying to call on their gods and all that type of stuff. And did it from sunup to sundown. They got so frustrated, they started cutting themselves, because their God would not answer. Said they tore up the altar. Elizabeth said, get these fools out of here. He said, he said, rebuild this thing. Now, remember, this is a time of famine. 
So water was scarce. The very brook he had been at dried up. He said, douse this thing with water. Because it's a famine for the world, but it ain't a famine. Oh, God. He said, go get some more. He did it again. He said, douse this thing again. He said, this thing. He said, the water just running all over. We ain't got water like this, man. Yes, we do. And then he prayed a simple prayer. He said, Lord, show these fools who is the truth. He went up there cutting himself. Doing, he prayed a simple prayer. He said, the fire fell. And it said, it licked up the water and the dust. And the end result was, Elijah said, now go get all of them false prophets. And it said that they killed 400 men right at the, do you realize how much blood? See, y'all, what we enter into ain't pretty. But you're going to be standing holding Goliath's head at the world. You know what I'm saying? And right now the church can't see that God ain't in the pretty. Your victory might have to come because somebody else died. Your business might have to start because someone else is closed. Your promotion might come because somebody else got fired. Oh, God. And some of you got, might get married because somebody else got divorced. This ain't the time for peace. This is the time for bloodshed. Since Satan don't want to give, we're just going to start swinging the swords. And, and the church will always be at a disadvantage when it comes to numbers. But, but, but Satan will always be at a disadvantage because of who we are. And the church that doesn't stand there, that's why they're scared. They're just really scared. I could have left the cameras on, but it don't matter. I mean, no, we're going to be preaching like this all the time. I told you I didn't know if I was right or wrong. I just wanted to be careful because I knew it was something on me that was going to be crazy. You can see why. I mean, no, you can't make up stuff like that. That's what it is. It's a time of bloodshed. And God is like, I've been talking to these fools. And see, talking to somebody yesterday. And we were just talking about how, y'all, you don't know the level of wickedness. See, if, if a group says, we want to pass a law to make sure that you will never lose money as long as you kill babies. We want to make sure that if you make a decision to kill your child at nine months, we want to make sure that you're protected to murder all day long. And then what we're going to do is we're going to refund all of the organizations around the world that Trump said, stop now. He, Trump told them, he said, if you have literature about abortion, you lose money. We ain't giving you a dime. That's what the man said and then did it. So there are a lot of wicked people that are upset. And all the church can see is they don't like his orange hair. And they think he races. No, the dude took a stand against Satan that you won't take while you supporting abortion. And thank God they got a problem with this. And ain't no judgment going to come. Okay. When them bombs start falling, I'm going to be the one on the side of the park. Look, when God start dropping these bombs, I'll be the one on the sidelines with popcorn. Just throwing a grenade in there every once in a while. You ever seen somebody get in a fight? (laughs) See somebody get in a fight on the street? And when the fight breaks out, how many know folk just run up and and they just get in and get a lick and then (laughs) you ain't got nothing to do with this situation. You understand? It's me. God causing volcano eruptions and I'm just throwing bullets in the fire. Here, take that too. Since God is mad at you, I'm mad at you. That's what it means to hate evil. Timeline. The crazy part is, watch this. After he killed Jezebel, he found his replacement and then got caught up in the rapture. 
You only see the stuff when you're right with God. You only see the stuff when you're interested in Jesus' kingdom. And now how many people come to your little church? You're interested in truth. And when you're interested in truth, Satan is, I keep telling Satan, you're going to always need more men for this little boy. You will never have enough men for this little boy. Because this little boy is the size of God. Because if he's for me, who? I'm trying to figure out what mathematical formula Satan got to invent something that's supposed to kill me. You done found some new technology in hell that's supposed to stop me now? So. Now you understand why God is mad at the church. Now you can understand why that boy came back through this realm and saw that the kingdom of Satan had more influence on the sons of God than the system that they were in. Now you see why. Now you see why I did the total opposite of what most people did, kept on going, and nothing stopped. And the Lord says, now the time has come. The Lord looking for warriors. And his church is on vacation. He's looking for battleships, and they didn't went on a cruise. He's looking for warplanes, and they want to go on tour around Hawaii on a helicopter. You know what I'm saying? So, and again, the Bible says God looks back and forth throughout the planets to see who he can show himself strong. And the Holy Spirit had to remind me of something. For I finally said, I can't take this no more, Lord. I'm going to sleep. He said, Show me in the Bible where we used a large number to do anything. He hit me with that before I drifted off to sleep. Show me one time. You sitting there talking about you need the whole church to do. Do what? Mess up? Moses went against the strongest thing by himself, and he couldn't even talk. David went up against Goliath. Joshua. All them guys. God got 33,000 men and said, you got too many men. No, I don't have enough men. No, you got too many men. You got too many men. If you have all of those men and women, you're not going to give me glory. So I need you to, I need to whittle it down to something that's stupid. 300 men take on five nations at the same time and didn't even fight. See, so, again, let me tell you something. I think there's a reason why the Lord called this church Lionheart Church. That was really a stupid statement, but you know what I'm saying. Because the Bible says about the lion, it says it's the only animal in the entire kingdom that will never turn away. Ever. ever. Amen. An elephant is supposed to run now because you got some tusk? <laughs> you a hippo and you got big teeth. <laughs> oh, I got to run from the alligators because they look scary. Mm. Time you see them, uh, see these little videos, a lion is jumping on something he ain't got no business jumping on. Got these stupid people out here trying to make friends with lions. You see them out here hugging on the line, and I'm going to see my friend. Okay, last you guys died over that. Okay, that line is your friend as long as he ain't hungry. I will never be comfortable sitting up there petting a lion. I don't care if you just fed him. <laughs> at any at any moment, he might want dessert. Now, they won't do it for the Lord, but they'll do it for a jungle animal. All that faith to ride around with some bears and some tigers, petting.
sweating on them, swimming in a swimming pool with them, wrestling alligators, coming to the church. Uh, I don't know if I can do it, Jesus. Going out there and wrestle alligators then. Get your faith up. Okay, so. Hmm. Hey, Lisa. Wasn't that Psalm 94? Put up Psalm 94 for me. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I think you got it, and I don't think I do. Put it up for me. Yeah, I got the wrong doggone scripture. Hold on. I don't put down Psalm 91. So we're going to stand up and read this. That's how we close in the service because the Lord said this is the prayer that he wants you to pray. It's one of the things that I forgot to mention you all is that if they promote abortion that way, it's the stuff they don't want you to know about. The sex trafficking is off the chain. The selling of organs for children is off the chain. They scour the ghetto now looking for children because they ain't going to do nothing no way. We might as well take them and sell their organs. I thought it was new, but it's been around. But I had told you one of the newest things that I found out about is, is that the, 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 the darker the child, the more they want your skin to sell the melanin. You talk to government officials and military and them boys that's undercover, and they will tell you. See, let me tell you something. You see some of these guys in the military, and these dudes, what is it about some of these dudes that it seems like they just live for the battle? They just live to fight evil. And, and they're hardened. They're mean. They use the F word like it's water. It's because they've been fighting evil so long. They know what's out there. Police officers know too. But it's a, these secret societies and what's going on, it is beyond wicked. Remember this. Satan always needs the blood of innocent children to empower himself. And if the church is being influenced by the kingdom of darkness, know that the world is in bed with it. And I'm going to say a statement, and I know some of you don't like it. I ain't got a problem with you wearing your little chucks, and I can't problem with you wearing the little pearls. But I'm telling you, it's something on that woman telling you don't let that skin color fool you don't let that pretty face deceive you it's something on that woman it's a reason why she's silent it's a reason why she don't say nothing it's a reason why she stands off to the side and just watches I could say some other things but I just want to be careful I'm telling you because right now whether it be white or black both of them caught in race Talking about general, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> While the Chinese and the Mexicans are sitting on the side, we wish we could get in this battle too sometimes. You know, I'm just y'all, y'all the blacks and the whites, just always acting the fool. <laughs> and there's Satan. So, again, I was, I was talking with, uh, me and Bernard were talking yesterday. And we, were just, we were just both saying, we're just uncomfortable. Just, just, not that uncomfortable of, 
oh, we scared and all that. No, we just, we, we just know something's off. Something just, you can't pinpoint it. And it's there, as, it's, it's there just as strong as if I put my hand on Terry's shoulder. And you can't see the hand, but it's something on your shoulder telling you, wait for it. It's something telling you, brace yourself. It's something telling you, don't be fooled by the call for unity that you didn't make a call for for four years. Don't, don't, don't be fooled by none of this type of stuff. Because the invitation for unity is for everyone to join the dark side. And because the church is so callous and does not know how heaven operates. You're going, you're going to support a black preacher because he's black and he's a pastor and he's a preacher who calls abortion reproductive justice and believes that Christians can't be in the military. Okay. I will keep that in mind. There are some guys that they're genuine. They're just genuinely wrong. And then there are some people that they got hell as an anointing. And I ain't going to tell you which ones are which, but you'll see. Maybe. One thing I will promise you, you about to see some bloodshed. And you about to see some folk die. And I don't know which side, and I don't know who, but you can feel this sucker coming. I, what did I come here Wednesday and say? It was a good day. Just like the rapper. I think that's Ice Cube that made that song. It was a good day. It's a good day. It's all peace and... Mm -hmm. That's that false peace. That's that peace where right before the storm comes, like, wait a minute now. The trees didn't stop blowing. And there's some bugs flying around that I've never seen before. And the pigeons are flying east while the ducks are flying west. <laughs> and the spiders went into hiding. And I don't see no ants on the ground. I think we better go in the house. As my father used to tell us, get somewhere and sit down. God is getting ready to move. Some of y'all grew up that way. Oh, no, you couldn't be on no video game when it was thunder and lightning. Watch TV. Oh, no, you got to sit down and be still before the Lord until this. Some of y'all know what I'm talking about. These kids now, they don't know nothing about that. They're outside in the thunderstorm with an umbrella playing in the rain. You about to get electrocuted, boy. And there was a, lot, there was a measure of that that was not true. But that was our parents said, quit playing with God. Anything that made that much noise during the rain, you need to sit still. This is the great random line we're meeting this morning with you guys. It's the greatest time for the church. And yet she sees it as the worst time. Acting a fool. I ain't doing it. Never was, never will be. So, how many know God is masterful? Yes, he is. <laughs> See, that lets you know sometimes what's on the other side of your fear. If I had to let that fear grab hold of me based on the Lord, she, the, 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 the word that he shared with her, that was, on the other, that was on the other side of my courage. Is that revelation? The Lord keeping us on the cutting edge. I'm not going to tell you everything, but I'm going to keep you ahead of the rest. 
That's him saying, wait for it. Uh, this circus show ain't about to be what you think it is. We about to see some stuff. And again, we're just going to be praying and evangelizing and take a break and watch it and eat some popcorn and potato chips and some sweet tea and just throw a grenade in there every once in a while. Take that. I'm ready, man. I don't even know what for. <laughs> I'm just ready. Yo. Oh, okay, come on. I forgot. I forgot all about reading. We're supposed to be getting about it. I forgot all about reading the thing. Thank you, O Lord God. Praises be unto thee, O Lord. <laughs> I don't know why that song is just in my mind. I'm sorry. Just some things fit. When Ice Cube said it's been a good day, I just... I just keep hearing it. It's just, it's a good day for us today. It's a good day for us every day. So this is one of the scriptures that, that we're, that you want to pray. I'm going to read it. Thank you, O Lord God. Just read it, and then you can begin to pray this anytime you feel a particular way, etc. Here's the prayer that the Lord gave her to pray. Psalm 94, it says, oh, does it matter if I, I gave you the Passion Translation? Oh, NLT, okay. Oh, Lord, the God of vengeance. Oh, God of vengeance, let your glorious justice shine forth. Arise, O judge of the earth, give the proud what they deserve. How long, O Lord, how long will the wicked be allowed to gloat? Will they speak with arrogance? How long will these evil people boast? They crush your people, Lord, hurting those you claim as your own. They kill widows and foreigners and murder orphans. The Lord isn't looking, they say, and besides, the God of Israel doesn't care. Think again, you fools. When will you finally catch on? Is he deaf, the one who made your ears? Is he blind, the one who formed your eyes? He punishes the nations. Won't he also punish you? He knows everything. Doesn't he know what, what you are doing? The Lord knows people's thoughts. He knows they are worthless. Joyful are those you discipline, Lord, those you teach with your instructions. You give them relief from troubled times, until a pit is dug to capture the wicked. The Lord will not reject his people. He will not abandon his special possession. Judgment will again be founded on justice, and those with virtuous hearts will pursue it. Who will protect me from the wicked? Who will stand up for me against evildoers? Unless the Lord has helped me, I would soon have settled in the silence of the grave cried out, I am simply, but your unfailing love, O Lord, supported me. Doubt fills my mind. Your comfort gave me renewed hope and cheer. Can unjust leaders claim that God is on their side? Leaders whose decrees promote injustice? They gang up against the righteous and condemn the innocent to death. But the Lord is my fortress. My God is the mighty rock where I hide. 
God will turn the sins of evil people back on them. He will destroy them for their sins. The Lord our God will destroy them. Thank you. Hallelujah. Let's lift your hands for a moment and just give God thanks and praise. Glory and honor be unto the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you. children's workers today for being patient as the Lord enabled us to move and to the things he wanted us to hear. More and more you learn to see that the Lord will have things he wants me to share in multiple ways and multiple forms. Okay. I don't know what's going to happen in the future. <clears throat> I just know it's going to be well with us. And I'm telling you the Lord is getting ready to put on the show. He always lets the devil go first. He loves to start the show when it's over. Them demons thought it was over. And yet, when, when God started the show, the Bible says, had Satan known that it was going to be that type of show, he would have not have started his show. I would have never done this if I had known that's what. He always like that. He can't bring you out of something if you're not in it. So again, don't try to figure out everything. Don't start looking up YouTube videos. Just wait and watch. Because however you think the Lord is going to do it, he's not going to do it that way. And no one in this room knows what he's going to do. Because we hear these prophetic words and what do we do? We assume that we know we're getting ready. Oh, he's getting ready to kill somebody here. Yeah, some folk getting ready to die. But the Lord is working everything after the counsel of his own will. It has never been white or black, Democrat or Republican. It has never been any of that, all of these things. It's always been kingdom of darkness and kingdom of God. So I'm excited. Let's just see. Let's just keep praying. Keep your hope alive in the words of Jesse Jackson. <laughs> I swear I don't know where this stuff comes from when I just dump it on y'all. Okay, but this is very serious times, you all. We need to be about our father's business. Okay? Be about our father's business, building up eternal rewards and making sure that we find ourselves living holy and in the will of God. Because trust me, they're getting ready to come running at us from all directions. <laughs> it's going to be fun. Let's lift our hands again. Father, we thank you. Bless and honor your name, O oh Lord. Give you thanks, O oh Lord God, for this day. Thank you for the things you have heard, the things you have taught us. Thank you for the prophecies. Thank you for everything on today. Thank you, O oh Lord God. It truly has been a good day. For you have encouraged us. Let us know that you will never leave us and you will never forsake us. Thank you that every person under the sound of my voice 
they'll be blessed beyond measure this year, regardless of what comes or what may. What goes? I thank you, Lord God, that you are with us to the end. These are our greatest days. These are the most blessed days. These are the most powerful days. Thank you, Lord God, for allowing us to live in it. For you saved the best wine for last. Thank you, Lord God. As a result of us being last, we'll end up being first. Thank you, Lord, for the honor of that. As we go throughout the remaining of this day, thank you that the peace of God goes with everyone.